Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. Joseph here with Jesse Nelson. We are back at Condor Coffee. We are. Hello, Joseph. How are you? Howdy. I'm doing pretty excellent. Um, Got the notes. <laughs> oh, yes. And uh, enjoying <laughs> a pretty good cup of coffee today. Actually. Wonderful cup of coffee. Before we dive into the episode, do you want to do you want to share a little bit about the the coffee that's that's in front of us? Absolutely. Uh, well, it's uh, our one of our fellow listeners, <laughs> one of our wonderful followers, uh, Nick sent this to us. Um, yep, this is an in- Indonesia Indonesia natural uh, Sumatra coffee. Uh, Gaia's best coffee is the roaster. We'll link to them in the description. And uh, we just brewed it up for the first time. Yep. Nice little Chemex of it. Mm-hmm. It's a natural process. And that's, um, I'm trying to think, and I'm not sure if I've actually ever had a natural process from Indonesia. Um, that's a fully and well-sorted, like, proper natural process like I that. Thought, uh, I thought a couple of people had started finding a good source of that in the last year or so. Like, a couple people, Anchorhead. but I'm saying I haven't. Okay. Was an anchor? <laughs> you didn't have Anchorhead's natural? No, I had theirs. I've never, like, it had natural. it, like, roasted. I don't know... There might have been. I can't remember. Okay. We should have asked him when we interviewed them. Yeah. Because that stuck out that much. Uh, this is a wonderful coffee. Mm-hmm. It's a nice, like, kind of light medium roast. Um, really sweet. I think you nailed it with the cherry, the cherry sweetness on there. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm thinking of the anchor hood because that's that's what theirs was like too. So you sent me a pretty interesting uh, article last week. I did. Uh, on Forbes, titled the esteemed Forbes.com. Yeah, it popped up on my radar. Yeah, why um, you should hand brew coffee in the age of automation. I think that's a really good question. It kind of struck me, and I was I was pleased that the article was pretty well written and had some pretty yep. good reasoning on there. There's so much that goes into coffee, and they were actually fairly focused and correct on it. Um, I, I still I still had some uh, you know reading through some of this going eh, I get maybe, and uh, we also got into a little bit of a conversation before recording this about some of the thoughts that I had. Uh, after reading this article, but I, I've been I've been thinking a lot just about how we consume things and why and yep. some of the challenges that society is having these days. And oh, constantly! And uh, I was talking about this yesterday. Is this idea of um, um, just-in-time shipments and how hard that is to maintain these supply chains? Um, mm. Whereas, like, it's just there when you need it, just in time. And coffee is that's the huge challenge and flaw in coffee is that it's hard to get that. Um, but it's uh, everyone's. But it's that automation. It's everybody's expecting coffee to be there at that at that moment. Sure. Well, it's either you try you try to have uh, coffee as fresh as possible, which requires that, or you uh, produce it as much in mass, ignoring the quality aspect, right. and then it just sits around and you're just consuming it for the sake of exactly. But I think I think this article is about the automation. Yeah. There's a lot of right, sure. angling towards yeah. just getting things done for yourself, you know, whether it's getting stuff shipped to you or it's, uh, you know, just, well, a, so that this article, it's like the new microwave off, generation is like um, the, the cake, the cake cup. generation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the article starts off taking a jab at pod machines. Uh, and, and to me that the whole article is, is, is a, a juxtaposition of, do you, do you, consume coffee mindlessly or with conscious intent uh do you do you really need the automation is it really that important what does it really do right. for you uh, where is the actual value in your cup of coffee uh, exactly and what's what's the what's the cost of going into that coffee right and and they start off by pointing out um that 
the the cost of actually getting into a pod machine uh, is at least as equal or exceeds in many cases the cost of brewing it by hand right and for no discernible benefit aside from just a little bit of automation yeah. just to hit go and have it make something yeah. a single cup at a time but uh, other than that there isn't a benefit you know there's there's the coffee's not there's no guarantee on the freshness of the coffee you know um yeah the uh, i've i've been waste. uh I've been trying to think about ways to address. I don't think we're going to make this episode exactly a an attack on on pod machines because I think that um, I, I would I would love to get into that in depth uh, and back it with a lot of research. Yeah. But one and of the that video of us throwing one off the roof. <laughs> one of the things that's bugged me is um, actually about a year ago. I think this was a year ago. Uh, maybe it was two years ago, but I remember it was around Thanksgiving time because uh, we were visiting a family and I was watching TV uh, like late at night, whatever, ne- never do this like because I don't have TV. But I was watching TV because there were infomercials, right? And I happened to flip <laughs> to a channel that had this like 30-minute infomercial on Keurig. And I was like, okay, well, let me just like the, the sort of marketing, marketing person in me was just curious to know, okay, what exactly are they advertising here? And I can't tell you how many times they stressed that this machine made perfect coffee. Right. And that everyone who was like getting into it, that was what they were. It's like, it's perfect coffee. It's like, it's so easy and it's perfect coffee and it's perfect. And all you have to do is push a button and it's perfect. And they just kept repeating this idea of the perfect coffee over and over again. How the, perfect the, the brew pod, is. The pod machines. That, that's, how, that's, how they, that's how they've built this uh, entire market right. for these machines. That this is, is the exact to, cup of coffee that you want at the push of a button. Right. That it's, that it's the best cup of coffee that right. you want at the push of a button. Right, because there's you know, dozens of varieties of coffee you can get. Yeah, and nothing, nothing could be further from the truth. Yeah. It's aside, aside from, unless the most important thing for you is that you have a hot liquid that comes out at a push of a button that has some caffeine in it. Right. If that's, the, if that's your only gauge for a cup of coffee, then the, I would say is, it does make a yeah, perfect cup of coffee. There is, there is the, uh, <laughs> this is, this is where the argument always gets challenging because I hate, I hate being on any kind of level of the same side of advocating as the pod machines but it perfection obviously uh, has its own is its own conversation like what is a perfect cup of coffee uh, you know, i always like to tell the story of the that coffee i had on the train in thailand mm-hmm. and how it was one of the perfect most perfect cups of coffee I ever had and the co- coffee itself because they told you it was coffee <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure it was but it was largely irrelevant to the uh, moment in time. Anyways, we're getting a little off track. So this this article starts off like <laughs> talking about um, you know the vast automation of these machines and how it's you can easily break down the fact that the cost is irrelevant. Right. The fact that it makes good coffee is irrelevant because it doesn't. Uh, so what are you really doing? If if you want to make like an, an objectively good cup of coffee right. in the morning and you don't want to spend a whole lot of money, then there are so many other great options. Right. Um, like hand brewing coffee. Like hand brewing. Yeah. As, as Which is like manual brewing if you're actually space. in the industry. Is that what this article is about? <laughs> well, he calls it hand brewing. Hand brew. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just calling him out on other intricacies of the coffee industry. Oh, okay. 
Can I have a hand brew of the Chemex, please? But what what if what if a cafe is equipped to automatically brew a Chemex? That's fine. It's still not a hand brew. <laughs> Maybe a robot hand brew. Okay, so I got got a little got a little off track there, um, kind of blathering on about pod machines, but you know I kind of hate them. Uh, back to the article. So this article on Forbes. Let's let's take a look at what they recommend. Um, so they they start off with this attack on automation uh, and and how do you address it? Their suggestion, of course, is to get a simple drip cone of some yep. kind, V60, Melita, Kalita, something like that. Uh, an, an inexpensive grinder and the willingness to kind of experiment and play around with right. it. Right. They say it takes six minutes for their, this, uh, what do they call it, the artisan. That's right. They, they did some comparisons as far as machines go uh, with, with time in that if, if, you, if you don't want to get into like actually manually brewing your coffee, a Mr. Coffee machine can make a cup of coffee or more in the same amount of time that a, that a Keurig does. Right. But you don't need to buy into this whole system. And that's the thing. I think, and they underline this a lot in the article, but the environmental side of it too, just how much yeah. waste is created from this versus just a drip brew. But I think that they, they sort of gloss over it in the sense of just, they say it's better coffee, but they don't really quite get into just why it's so much better mm-hmm. as far as the chemistry and just the freshness of the grind and just the the kind of the more routine that comes with manually brewing your coffee just itself is a, yeah. is a I think there's also cup. something to be said for the fact that when you when you more intentionally make your coffee you get to have the experience of of like I have I have this bag here that that Nick sent us right uh, this Gaios best this Indonesia uh, Sumatra coffee I have this bag in my hand with this roasted the whole coffee beans that is from the farmers like this this There's is a lot of directly emotional weight through, coming with yeah, that bag through a number yeah. of different hands. So like, grateful! I have a, I have a direct connection to right. these farmers and all the people along the way. If if that's going through this other system and into these pods, like you get completely well, right? From because that. The, the pods are a whole other processing, right? So you yeah. go from the roasted coffee beans into processing them into a pod form, which yeah. is basically grinding it. But a lot of them have different flavors and different yeah. roast degrees and stuff. And so they say you have a lot of variety with those, but you don't. You have a lot of like kind of like the you automation also, varieties of flavor. Yeah. and a few different roasts but you don't have the variety of a bag of coffee with that kind of you also lose lose the vibrancy and oh yeah it just it's it, everything it becomes why, so disconnected there's reasons why you don't pre-grind your coffee we, we've talked about many times yeah you know because you just lose all that beautiful stuff that coalesces out of that fresh mm-hmm. grind um, but even if you have to pre-grind the coffee like the just the one last stab at, at that is the pod the coffee is in this little thing you never see it Right. You open this machine's mouth and shove a thing in there and push a button, and then you have this hot liquid coming out eventually. Yeah. Uh, it's it's the most disconnected you can get from all of this, which is really it's, sad. Right, and that, I think that's what you're touching on before, but just how... Yeah. I think in general, and we've talked about this, I know, I talk about it all the time, but just how disconnected we are from our food in general, where our food comes from. Mm-hmm. And coffee is one of those things. Um, and the K-Cup pod system is... Just another level of that kind of disconnect of where our coffee comes from and how we make it. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't uh, require any knowledge about fluid dynamics, any knowledge about extraction rates and stuff like that, which are really important things because that's how you cook coffee. Uh, so we'll, we'll put a link to this article, but I just want to read uh, really quickly through their recommendation for getting into hand brewing because the the end of the end of the argument is the most in touch you can be is really simple and it doesn't require a whole lot of effort. 
Uh, it doesn't require a whole lot of investment. You can you can get right up and close to the coffee. So, <clears throat> like I said, he talks about uh, get a simple cone or dripper, you know, V60, B-House, Kalita Wave, the filters and the grinder and a readiness to experiment. Um, and then... The love of coffee, the readiness. Yep. So let's see. Does he say uh, to... Oh, yeah, buy a scale and get a calculator <laughs> or yep. open your calculator out. Uh, in some some direction for those without a scale. I like that he's going to this level of degree. And here's one of the things that that I actually really did like about this article is that this is it's a perfect intro. It's a it's a pretty good it is a pretty good intro to actually brewing a really good cup of coffee. Yeah, it's, it's on Forbes. Right. People are reading this. <laughs> like go back five years and this is something that you would have to exactly. And that's I mean, and I'm impressed they say the scale. To me, that's yeah. the scale is the most important tool to. To make better coffee at home, yeah. just get that brew ratio down. Whether you, you use an auto drip or anything, yeah. If you can't measure, then you can't change anything, right? And and that's the only way to consistently measure uh, your brewing of your coffee. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. So he, he does give some volumetric um, estimations, which is pretty good. Uh, he says, uh, "Let the boiling water cool for a minute." Uh, obviously, minutes in our long. in our previous episode, we. Uh, we were able to demonstrate that you really don't need to let your water cool if you're well, brewing this way. And a minute is a long time to let water cool. Yeah. I mean, that's going to significantly lose. That was, that was probably my biggest, not that you said that, that was probably my biggest problem with the article. It's that you should have <laughs> said not. <laughs> not one minute. Uh, I mean, it, it's still like, we can gloss over that this. when you're getting into it. That's totally fine. Let, he, he talks about the bloom. Let's let the grinds bloom and <sighs> release carbon dioxide. Which more effectively extracts flavor compounds from the from the grinds. Um, I've talked to a lot of people about this and tried to look into research on on what exactly the bloom is doing. I think we still are not one hundred percent sure. We're gonna have another episode about it. Uh, yeah, we're, we're. I mean, we're, I have theories. Um, other people have theories. I have facts. Okay. <laughs> I yeah. There it's are there it's are a definitely facts, word, and so you just have to add more cool words to the brewing process. Okay. And that's how you make a better cup sure. of coffee. <laughs> By hand. Do you also do you also uh, paint stripes uh, like lightning bolts on your uh, brewer? Yeah. Does that help? Yellow ones do. So if 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 your brew is not draining fast enough, then just paint lightning bolts on the side, right? Yeah. Speed holes. <laughs> speed speed holes. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're not going to get into the third crack yet. Um, okay. So bloom and then slowly pour water into the middle of the dripper. Yada yada. <clears throat> He talks about using measuring cups and that sort of thing. So I think that there's a couple things going on here. A, it's awesome that this level of kind of what, you know, five years ago would have been hipsterism is on Forbes. Right. Uh, coffee really is that easy to brew. I think, I think he, um, he's glossing over some things and also making other things a little bit more complicated. Uh, right. I, I have I have kind of made it my mission to get people out of mindlessly consuming coffee and into making it well at home, uh, and I've found that the best way, just in broad generalizations of recommending people into things, is to go with the French press and not any kind of pour over. Yeah. Because it's the easiest way to manually brew your coffee with as little steps and tools as possible. I think there's some part of that that's true. I think there's other parts that make it difficult to brew French press. Um, namely, cheap grinders have a lot of big ground distribution mm -hmm. between fines and solids, and French press really needs a quality 
coarse grind that's pretty consistent. And so if you get a blade grinder trying to grind for French press... I disagree press, with that. I think that... <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yes. I, th I think that you can brew a really good... That French press is, like, incredibly forgiving. Well, it's and, a very easy process to understand as far yeah. as brewing goes. So I think if you can figure out the grind to make a better grind for mm -hmm. the French press, then it's a good idea. I think it works. But I find if you're just going to have a blade grinder and a real fine grind, um, if you're, it's, if uh, you're, it's good to do a V60. Yeah, if you're using if you're using a blade grinder, then there I think uh, there are it can be a little tricky with the French press, uh, because if you do get too fine, then you're gonna have some problems. But um, I mean, I I know that's why you like the V60 as a recommendation with the blade grinder because you can just you know blade the heck out of the coffee and get it really fine and brew a good cup of coffee. Yeah. Uh, you can't do that with the French press. But the benefit of the French press is the forgiveness in the brewer itself, like good cup of coffee over a range of ratios and quality of the coffee and that kind of thing. Uh, and also, uh, it's you don't to need, pour into. You don't need yeah, a goose no in. techniques, right. really. Yeah. You just put the coffee in the water and you wait four minutes and then you press. Uh, and the other nice thing is there are ways that you can apply technique and improve it. Uh, or at least make a change. Right. Which we've experimented the with. The Warsaw method. Yes, the Warsaw. <laughs> uh, you know what? That'll be one for the extended show notes. We'll uh, we'll talk about the Warsaw in the extended show notes uh, if you want to check that out, coffeeloversradio.com. Anyways, so that's just that's just been my approach to to kind of getting people out of yeah. automation and mindless consumption and into conscious consumption. Right. And I think just anything, any brew method that just seems doable at home to kind of break that routine is the best one. I actually like doing a French press on the weekend these days, but I have an Espro. Right. Which is a bit different. You can grind finer with the Espro. Espro is a brand that has a filter option. Yeah. It's slightly it's, different it's, metal mesh. It's stuff. a double filtered and much finer mesh. Yeah. Uh, we did a brewing competition with those. Oh, when was that? A couple years ago. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe maybe we'll do back uh, in the day. Maybe we'll do some French press brewing comparisons on the show, as opposed to just spilling the V60 all over the French press. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. All right, is it shout out time? Uh, yes, it is. Yay! So, getting to the end of the show, we're um, we're starting to do uh, shout outs now. If you'd like to have a shout out on the show, uh, you do, we're doing that through the Patreon. Yep. So you can find those links at coffeeloversradio.com. Uh, the shout outs are the second level tier of the Patreon and you get a chance to have some of your, some of your thoughts. And you get um, one a month, right? Yes. One a month. And you can, we can just shout out to you. Say thank you to you if you like, or, um, you know, read a quote or. If you also email us a really good question, we're probably going to shout out too. That's true. Yeah. Because we appreciate people interacting. I don't think That's Nick right. is a member of our shout out, but we're obviously uh, giving him a huge one because well, yes. he sent us amazing coffee. That's right. So uh, thank you to uh, from so from Nick. Nick sent us this coffee. A thank you to Foster, Duel, and the Farmer Group that produced the coffee, uh, and the roaster being Gallo's best. Uh, I'm not sure what they're based out of. Did I pull? It was shipped website? from California. It was shipped from California. All right. It's a really tasty coffee. So thank you to them. Gaiosbest.com, G-A-Y-O-S-B-E-S-T.com. Yep. We'll link that in just the regular show notes uh, on the site, copyloversradio.com. And then, let's see, a couple more shout-outs here. Shout I, I should have. From, from, an, from an unnamed um, supporter of the show. A huge thank you to Mark McLucas for all his patience and taking so much of his time to help me get started on a fun and wonderful home roasting journey. 
Ooh. And thanks to the very brave taste testers of my very first attempt at roasting coffee and a popcorn popper, you all know who you are and you are really appreciated. So again, that is a, a shout outs from an unknown. 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 That is unnamed, so exciting that somebody's supporter. getting to home roasting. That's right. I want to know who it was. Uh, I know you know, but you just yeah. don't share it with me, so I don't mix that <laughs> up. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you at the end of the show. Okay. Uh, but uh, maybe we can we reveal it in the, the third show. crack. If you would like to have your shout out, uh, say happy birthday to someone, celebrate something else, or coffeeliversradio.com, hit that patron link at the top. Patreon. It's going really well. It's fun. Yep. We appreciate everybody that's supporting us. And we did a, we did an episode explaining Patreon, uh, which you can find on the site as well, coffeeleversradio.com. Yep. yep. Thank you for uh, hanging out with us on this kind of bumbling episode. Yep. And now we're going to go take a lot of this nonsense into the third crack. Thank you all for listening. Cheers. Cheers. This has been Joseph. And Jesse. With Coffee Lovers Radio. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the show and sign up for our email newsletter. Also, check out our new Patreon. Links for the Patreon and shows can be found at coffeeloversradio.com. You can get basic show notes for this show at coffeeloversradio.com. And on our Patreon, you'll be able to find expanded show notes and other fun stuff, too. Coffee Lovers Radio is a partnership between Coffee Lovers Magazine and Conduit Coffee. Visit coffeeloversradio.com. Say hello and listen to our after show. The The Third third crack. Crack!